Hey there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. Today, we're going to be talking about Ollie's Bodies by Kendra Blake, the best, the author of the best-selling series, the Three Dark Crown series. Um, and I have to say, you know, as much as I did like this book in the end, I expected more. I wanted more. I didn't get exactly what I wanted when I was reading this book, unfortunately. No, that doesn't mean I didn't like it. I did enjoy it. Um, and I have to tell you, I just kind of struggle putting my thoughts together for this novel because it just left me wanting so much more than I got. And I mean, so much more than I got. I wanted... Gosh, I wanted I wanted more, you know? I really, really did want more from this story. I don't know how else to tell you. Um, I literally sat on my computer for two hours today just trying to figure out how to even write this novel, how to put my thoughts together for it. Because as good as the story is, you know, I did like the characterization. I did like the character dynamics. I did like how the story kind of starts in the backward. You can tell by the voice that our main protagonist, he is, um, you know, I called him Michael <laughs> in my YouTube review. Let me just look at my notes real quick to make sure that that's actually correct. <laughs> um, because I, again, I just... I struggled trying to put my thoughts together for this review, unfortunately. Uh, huh. Ah, I was right. It is Michael. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, it's clear by the voice, by, um, the tone Michael is telling us a story you know he is telling us a story he's a high schooler you know and he's telling us a story of the bloodless murders through our you know criminal I guess you could say now it has a really strong opening sequence he's the son of a sheriff he is going with his father to the scene of a crime, along with a bunch of other people, because they are on, on they're on the manhunt right now. They're looking for a missing person. He sees her. He sees her in the house of a kid he went to school with. Their bodies are on the floor, surrounding her, and the only blood in the room is on her. I mean, she is drenched in their blood. They soon discover, and it's like, how did the blood get nowhere else besides her? You know. How how did this happen? So, it's a mystery. It is indeed a mystery. And it is a true crime-inspired novel as well. I'll say that. So, while she's trying to figure, you know, while he's trying to, like, figure out the pieces together because he's an aspiring journalist and he's also the only one she'll talk to she won't talk to anyone else she won't talk to the da she won't even talk to her attorney she won't talk to the sheriff she will not talk to anyone but him she's like okay you want my confession i'll give my confession to him and him alone 
And at first, no one's really thrilled. They're like, he's a high schooler. He's a kid. She's like, you want my confession or not? Kind of thing. So it's like, take it or leave it. And I really do like how her story kind of flows organically. She doesn't tell it like, oh, from beginning to end. He asks questions and she tells her the you know the answer it's not a linear story now she won't give up her partner in crime the person who actually committed the murders because she doesn't see the point it's like well he didn't give me his real name and i don't think you're ever going to catch him anyway and when they ask the question okay where did all the blood go her answer is very simple he drank it so you're thinking okay splash of paranormal supernatural going on here right and I liked it I did I think once I got a taste of that I that's where I wanted more you know I wanted so much more of that because I think that just kind of distracted me from the true crime element in the story and I get what the author was doing I like her true crime aesthetic that's going on in the story I do like it but I wish she kind of would have just stuck with the true crime element instead of slinking in this supernatural paranormal element to it uh, and I think that that's what really distracted me because I am a huge fan of her Three Dark Crown series I don't think it gets enough hype so I think that's where I got where the I think that's where she lost me because once you introduce this fantasy element I wanted more of that considering I'm such a fan of her fantasy elements you know her paranormal her supernatural I wanted so much more of that that it was ultimately just a little distracting for me which is unfortunate because I do think the story, you know, it does hold on its own very well. But when I got to the end, I was just like, that's it. That's, that's, that's where we're leaving off <laughs> kind of thing. And I was a little, just a little disappointed by that, unfortunately. And I think that's where the author lost me. And why I couldn't fully love this book. Because you get to the end and it's a really open-ended ending. You're just like, okay, I need more. Like, I need to know, I need, I need something more solid as far as the conclusion goes than what you're giving me. So, I was a little let down, I have, let down, I have to say. I... Just expected more from it, you know? And I do like the friendship between the two characters. I do like how it's not linear. I like how the flow of the story is very organic, you know? It's not this kind of traditional, oh, we're going to work from beginning to end. No, we're going to work from the beginning, in a sense. We're going to work from Michael's beginning, and then we're going to start with... Um, I believe her name was Catherine, Cat, uh, Marie Catherine Hale, that's it. Um, we're going to go to Marie's beginning, but what is her beginning, you know? And 
Blake does a really good job of making the reader second guess her truth. You know, she's telling the story to Michael. She's giving her confession. She's not really doing a lot to save herself because it's like, I, you know, it is what it is. She wants, she doesn't want to die, obviously, but, you know, she's not really giving them enough cause to want to save her life because you know she is she did work with someone who did kill like 10 people I think so across the country so you're just left wondering what is going to happen you're left second guessing her truth like is she telling the truth or isn't she telling the truth what exactly is happening is she being honest with Michael or And a lot of people do point this out to Michael. It's just like, just because she believes it doesn't mean it's true. Maybe her truth is her truth, but it's not actually true, true, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Um, You can see something one way, and that'll be the way you perceive it, and it'll be your truth. But the way others will see it, it's not going to be actually true. So, you, you know what I mean? So, I liked that mystery aspect. I like how we're trying to solve a mystery here. And I like the romance, or the friendship rather, that does form between Marie and Michael. I do like their friendship. I do like how it's very organic, how it's very natural. It did remind me a little bit of um, In Cold Blood sometimes. I will say that. So, if you are a fan of true crime, I think you're really going to like this novel. Um, Just don't expect anything more than the true crime. And I liked the organic feel of the storytelling. But I just wanted more. I can't help it. I just wanted more. So, I'm going to go ahead and give all these bodies three three out of five stars. Um, I just... It left me wanting more. It left me kind of unfulfilled. But even though I did like it. You know, even though I did read it from beginning to end. And I really wanted to know what this mystery was. It felt somewhat unresolved. So it left me wanting way more than I initially thought I was going to get. Please remember to support the author by purchasing the book from your local booksellers. Please remember to support your local booksellers. You can go on bookshop.org or indiebound.org to find a local independently owned bookstore near you. Uh, If money's tight, you can also check out the book from your local library. Please remember, all I ask is that you support your bookstores. I really do think that when it comes to books, we should give our support to bookstores, you know, whether they be independently owned or Barnes Noble and Books a Million. Just because you don't have a Barnes Noble Books a Million near you doesn't mean they don't exist. You can order online. If you are going to order online, go on bookshop.org, barnesnoble.com, Books a Million, and support your local booksellers because I am of the belief that we should keep our bookstores alive and we should support them as much as possible. If and on that note, I hope you all continue to support me here by liking this podcast and sharing it with all your book-living friends. Please don't also forget to subscribe. 
Um, I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading. Thank you.